0: Welcome to Conversations With. My name is Shaylee Hugendorn and I live with Bipolar two Disorder. Sharing with others is healing both individually and collectively. Sharing our stories will educate others, bring more understanding, shed more light and smash more stigma. Our voices need to be heard. Our stories aren't over yet, this is Bipolar. Hi everyone and welcome back to This is Bipolar. I'm your girl Shaylee Hugendorn, I am the host and I am a mom, I'm a wife, I'm an event planner, I substitute teach elementary school kids and I live with bipolar two disorder. So today, is kind of fun it's just me solo I had a cancellation and I was like you know what I'm all ready to go I got the lipstick on and um for those of you listening that doesn't really matter but um for the video here I am I wanted to talk a little bit today about um just to catch up and just about uh, hypomania and what I go through during the time. And I thought, you know what, I always show up and try to show up in the messy middle. And I am having big changes and a wild month. And I thought I'd talk to you a little bit about that and my coping mechanisms for that. So if you've been following for a long time or listen to other things, you know that um, I talk a lot about Uh, my bipolar being cyclical and so usually what happens and my husband would say and I would say that it's a lot it's different um, over the years but I just kind of remember it from um, pre-diagnosis so pre-diagnosis it would be clockwork 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 crashing end of October having a little up in December and by January full on depressed until end of April, May, when I just wake up. Bing! And so a lot of people say, are you you're on medication? Are you still um, hypomanic? And the answer is yes. But it is so muted. Um, compared to how it used to be? Is it still disrupt my daily life 100%? Is it manageable? Also, most days? Yes. And so um, here we are. I've also noticed that I'm not sure if it had to do with COVID and just the disruption with that. But ever since um, then, it's uh, a little bit more rapid and a little bit less predictable. But inevitably, um, I deal with some sort of high or up um, elevated mood in the spring. So what happened this year is with my medication up until this year, I didn't experience a major depression. I had situational things where I got down, but not like before. And generally, if you read um, about it, bipolar two is known to have lower lows. It's not everybody's experience, but that was mine. Like, so depressed. Um, It was, I just like shudder even thinking of it because it's the absolute worst feeling, Um, yeah but I'm here to talk about hypomania. So that'll be another episode, but this um, fall fall ish, I just kind of felt numb and just kind of a doom and gloom. And it wasn't, I'm always downplaying it because it's so much better on medication. I feel like I can't complain. It's like this weird thing. I feel like, um, I think it might be like internalized stigma or whatever, but um, I feel like it has to be really bad to be able to complain. And because it's not Uh, you know or bring it up or uh, you know ask for help which after all these years um, is still hard it's still hard and so it took me probably about a month or two to actually even um, accept that it was probably and admit that it was it was a depression because it felt different than before I wasn't totally sad I was more apathetic and I was more like doom and gloom in that like you know, what's the point we've ruined the, I would go from the environment to the political climate to, you know, just everything that is hard in my life and that I'm a terrible parent. And it got pretty bad where I had to fight the thoughts of that. My family would be better off without me. And it wasn't quite, um, you know, suicidal thoughts, but reading about it, wanting to disappear for a little bit, or at least I was thinking like, maybe I just need to go away and, um, they can just be on their own without me because I, my brain lies to me and tells me that I am not awesome. The opposite of awesome. So, um, yeah, I was just really, really struggling with that. And so, uh, it was probably lasting, uh, I think I had a little bit of just regular at Christmas. I didn't get my extra up. I didn't get excited. I don't know if that's a little bit um, also to do with situational. I really struggled with um, the teenage years. I am a teacher of littles, and um, I felt like, not perfect, but I felt like I was pretty awesome, you know, mom of uh, uh, under 12-year-olds, and I'm finding this um, teenager and launching of adults really hard. I'm always questioning what I'm doing. Um, yeah, it's just really, really hard being a really sensitive soul, um, that also has a mood disorder with teenagers that are, you know, naturally somewhat dysregulated. And we also have some neurodiversity, um, with my kids as well. So it's a whole lot of emotions in this house and, I just, it's really difficult to try and teach your kid coping skills that are hard for you. Right. Uh, It's like trying to calm their nervous system when my own's out of whack. And so, yeah, fast forward to April and I love April. It's Easter. I love Easter. I love Easter decor. I love the idea of Easter, like when church on Easter and also April is also my birthday month. And yes, I take the whole month. So bing, I knew, I knew because the first thing is it's impossible to wake up in the morning. And all of a sudden I had my eyes wipe open 6 a.m. So... I open my eyes and I look at the time and I don't feel tired. Okay, y'all, I take a nighttime medication. It is an antipsychotic. It is so difficult to get up, okay? And in fact, like I'm usually fighting off things, uh, symptoms of just feeling exhausted for like a couple hours. I'm still able to get out of bed, but it is hard. So to wake up on my own, feeling somewhat refreshed, and ready for the day is a sure sign of, of change. And so, um, or I thought maybe it was just a one-off, I don't know, but then it happened again. And then it was harder to get to sleep. And so I kick it into high gear and do all the things. And so I started by immediately focusing on sleep. Max, go on, go go. You lie down. Lie down. Lie down. Lie down. You stay. So I immediately know that I have to work on sleeping. So I make a doctor's appointment because I know it's been, I didn't even let it be a week. It was like three or four days. And I know I was getting down to four, five, six hours instead of like eight, nine on weekends, I can sleep 10 to 12 with that medication. And so I knew that I had to go up the medication and years past, I've totally fought this. I've been like, no, I don't need any more or whatever. Um, And honestly, you'll, my bipolar buddies, my bipolar besties, you know, the feeling to just feel that weight off your chest in the cloud and to have hope again. It's hard to in the beginning when it hasn't gotten bad to not want to ride the high. And so, um, but now I know, now I know that um, I need to start before it gets harder to control I make the appointment, got more medicine. So I'm just upping it by half. Um, doctor approved, of course. And, um, yeah, I start doing all the things. I start setting the alarms to remember to take the medicine. I start setting the alarms for the rhythms of my day because I lose track of time. And another big change that happened is in May, our daughter, eldest daughter got her license. And so for Her entire high school, she goes to a school that I have to drive to um, that's not close enough to walk. And so my rhythm of forever is driving her. It's about 20 minutes away. And it was always, you know, I had to leave by 730. And then I had to leave my house by 230 to pick her up on days I wasn't um, working. If I'm working, then I'm out of the house, same time. And then I have to go after school to pick her up. So there's always those markers in my day. Um, when I'm not working especially and so um, all of a sudden those are gone and it was awesome but guess what like yeah an extra hour of sleep and then I um, drive my other daughter and uh, she can walk to school but the other do- the my eldest gets to ride like every day for her entire high school career so I dr- I'm driving the younger one as well and so Um, I get that extra hour. Well, awesome. Can't sleep. Can't sleep that extra hour. So I'm like, are you kidding me? Anyways, I digress. So um, that's been a huge change. And we know that it took me a long time to understand and really embrace the fact that the bipolar brain doesn't care if it's good change or bad change. I used to always think that, um, and I think it's a, a really misunderstood thing that, it's always bad things or hard things that trigger um, bipolar episodes. And that's simply not true. Yes, those do, but also big, any big life changes and sometimes little changes depending on things. It's so tricky and that's what makes it so, so difficult. And I think that's also why it's so hard to ask for help or admit I'm back here again, even though I know I will be, I know it's incurable, but um. Yeah. I just feel like it has to be worse to ask for help. There's this whole embedded stigma and thing that people say that, you know, others have it worse. Well, guess what you, I, whatever we're in, that's what we're experiencing right now. And it, I mean, it maybe it works for some people to make them feel better, but it actually makes me feel worse. Cause then I feel the thing, all the feelings. And then on top of that, the guilt for feeling, that way when I have a pretty good life and we know this about I found it fascinating if you don't already know to learn about um, bipolar disorder is genetic and it is one disorder that isn't brought on from trauma right can you have a predisposition to it anyways there is in some cases it can be brought on manic episodes or depressive episodes can be brought on by um, intense uh, drug use and substance abuse, but it's not, um, yeah, it's not trauma-based. And so there's always been this thing with me with bipolar two is looking back, my therapist does say some things are big T trauma, but not the ones that, you know, that we were kind of taught that was trauma before, right? Like the war or, um, you know, uh, sexual or physical abuse or, or divorce or anything like that. I, I, I didn't think it was trauma, but our bodies deal with different things. So it's not trauma-based. So I always feel guilty because like, I literally have what I want. Like, do you know what I mean? Like I actually have like a really beautiful life with kids and a husband and a house and whatever. Um, so the guilt of feeling depressed or anything like that it's like you don't have any reason to my life looks beautiful um, on the outside but truth is I still struggle and I think the last few years is is the years that I've just not should it on myself should it should be like this I shouldn't be you know feeling bad feeling bad I shouldn't what be here again and it's really Um, been powerful to claim the idea that it is incurable and healing is not linear and I can post on Instagram till the cows come home but believing that in my heart and in my soul and in my brain is really still difficult I still struggle Um, I think that's the most beautiful freeing thing about being a mental illness activist uh, advocate is that um, showing up in the messy middle, I could only find people that were talking about it that claimed being cured, and um, that just wasn't me, and so it just made me feel worse. So that's one thing that disrupted the rhythm. But then we have been planning a renovation forever, and it was supposed to be in February, and then it was supposed to be in March, and um, by the time we started. Uh, getting things together, we didn't realize the backup of supplies, and so it just got delayed and delayed and delayed. And like we had nothing happening. I mean, regular life happening from like January to like I don't know. I went on a little trip in March, but no big things. And now all of a sudden, we are doing an entire kitchen renovation, half ourselves and by ourselves. I mean, my husband and my dad, and. It like, I didn't even know a countertops take 10 days after the covers go in, just all the things, didn't know, right? I should know by now, nope, beep, let's rewind. I don't should know myself. I didn't know. And it just worked out that way. And that's period, no should. And um, so that's happening. I have big feelings about my daughter graduating. I struggle with, um, always thinking it was better before, or always um, wanting to go back with the good old days. And or I really um, enjoyed the young years. So uh, it's been really hard. And I have a lot of emotions about it and the growing up and with the COVID and are they ready? I can't even name all of them. And with the anxiety that comes along with bipolar disorder, and especially when I'm hypomanic, that is one of my biggest. Things, especially now that I am on medication because before I didn't recognize it as anxiety and I just made impulsive decisions before medication and just did the next best thing that felt okay because I just wanted to feel better but now that I can slow it down I actually can ruminate on these thoughts and just yeah her future all the things and it's been happening since the kids were older because all their you know, I don't want to be a helicopter parent and I don't want to be controlling. But my coping mechanism is to, when I feel anxious is to control more things because I feel out of control. And so that's been a constant battle as a parent. And then having certain children with certain personalities, strong personalities, y'all, they're going to be leaders. They don't follow me, but they're going to be strong women leaders. (laughs) So, um, yeah. And there's one child that is so much like me. So you think, oh, I'll understand her, but we actually activate each other. So that's a whole other story, but there's a whole lot of anxiety in my house about graduation and about making choices, dresses, all the things. And then even letting your kids make, you know, I know this as a teacher and I know as a parent, you know, natural consequences, let them make the mistakes, but with things being online and, um, half their life recorded even though we you know we try our best with um, self-regulation and taking their phones away they don't sleep with their phones all of those things it doesn't matter you don't know what other people are recording and you can't bubble your kids from it you just have to teach them how to use it the best they can and so it seems to me like letting them make the huge mistakes seem catastrophic. Like it could affect their entire future. That's where I go immediately. So it's it's tough. And then having, um, you know, some of my children are neurodiverse and having, there are some things that um, as a parent, I have to really support and scaffold and help. But it's like, when do you, what are they capable of and what is a little bit too hard for their brains, Right. And then as soon as there's conflict, I get controlling. And so there's the guilt and the shame and the feeling bad and always wondering if I suck and I'm messing them up and whatever. And it's really funny because we talk about mental health. Our kids, you know, if they want to go to therapy, we do all the things, but it's pretty funny when they use it against you. It's like, mom, I feel like your nervous system is dysregulated. And I'm like, you're entirely correct, but stop it. Or um, I think they were at one of my presentations before where we were talking about ACE scores and childhood trauma. And I remember this, um, my friend, Crystal, who's very well-versed in and knows a lot of things about trauma was telling me about like, you need to be like a good parent, 70% of the time and 30%, you know, just okay. Or if you mess up, they're, uh, they're going to be okay. And I think they heard that. So one time, one of my kids said, oh, I, think this situation here you're not doing well that must be your 30 percent. i'm like they know it's like we give them all this knowledge and then they use it against you anyways i digress showing up in the messy middle showing up hypomanic here i am sparkly things getting all over the place but i'm yeah so graduation is another thing huge kitchen reno so i you know, you don't get to use a sink. There's a mess. I try to. I have a hard time um, coping if every if everything around me isn't like organized or clean, right? Um, not. I wouldn't say that I'm uh, overly. Uh, I tend to want less clutter, so don't look in my closets. I'm just saying it might fall on you. Sometimes I I'm terrible for just tucking things away, and I'm like, oh remember it. So, anyways, chaos in my mind with hypomania and anxiety, uh like giant life changes, giant actual physical house changes. Um, you know, I have a company. It's been so amazing though, because my mom and dad are super helpful, but it's still company, right? Like I still, it's change. And um yeah, it's one of the biggest things to to explain to people. And so then on top of that, y'all are gonna laugh. We have our Europe trip. This is our once in a lifetime trip. We've never, I've never been to Europe. And in fact, I'll tell you a little bit of my trauma story, but I was supposed to go to Europe. I got a backpack for when I graduated high school. I got all the things, money and everything, and I stayed for a boy. And if you go back and listen to way back to Julie when we first started, um uh it was a giant traumatic like breakup. We were engaged thing so I stayed for a boy and it was terrible so never been to Europe since so this is a big thing also we've my husband and I are so excited we're bringing the kids of course it was planned for 2020 luckily we hadn't bought anything, so that's why it's this year right and it just the way it worked out with timing we had my husband can't go in August anyways we and we have to bat be back for Taylor Swift because I got my kid Taylor Swift tickets <laughs> so we're going for three weeks so here we go then I'm an event planner, love it. Do do it on the side. I um, I feel like I'm laughing at myself just listening to it. Um, I am the lead planner for the mom. Um. <laughs> so, y'all, May thirtieth, kitchen gets ripped apart. It's been going on and off since then, right? Because waiting, doing, waiting. Um, okay. My daughter's boyfriend arrives on Friday. Okay. My parents are already here. They're super helpful, but still we have more people in the house and extra dog. My daughter's boyfriend arrives. Then Monday is prom. Okay. Wednesday is walk across the stage grad. Okay. And then Wednesday. So that is the 28th. We have the 29th and we fly up for Europe on the 30th. So, yeah. It, we didn't mean for it to turn out this way, but it was the only, only way. So getting to what I also want to talk about is coping mechanisms. So one started sleeping right away. I also started, which I heard from Julie fast, which was really cool. I hadn't heard before is, um, I am really affected by light, a sunny day compared to, a cloudy day. Like today, um, I can, you, I'm, this is slow talking for me. I can talk slower. I, I don't get as many as many symptoms. And so light is really a big thing um, with bipolar disorder. So they say even going in a dark room or it's called dark therapy. So I started trying to do that. And let me tell you, it's hard. And um I try to read a book or I try to do something. Sometimes I'm on my phone, but at least it's dark in the room and I put it on low. But um I started to do that. And um if you're struggling and it's only five minutes, it's five minutes. I um Oh, and we, uh, the, my yoga teacher and I, we took a break this month. She, her son is actually in my daughter's class. And so we're taking a break. So I'm not having the yoga and, or the guided breathing. And this is one of my biggest struggles: is doing it in the moment, right? When I'm all like, I can't walk away or count to 60 or whatever, you know, I, I'm all revved up. I'm in the moment. It's it's so hard to explain your logic mind can't, can't focus. And um, yeah, it's just so much anxiety and feelings inside. So I'm actually going to make a plug for something because I actually use this tool and I, it's really amazing. And I tested it out for like a month and um, I love it. And so I am going to tell you a little bit about the Amigo. For those of you that are watching the video, I'm holding it up. It is a little device um, that you can blow into and it actually calms down and helps regulate your breathing. So there's a scented element on it. So you can, it uses a bunch of your senses. So I have lavender and um, uh, it's just a small, you'll be able to see, go to my Instagram and you'll see or watch the video on YouTube. YouTube. But um, what it can do is it can regulate your breathing by breathing into it as long as the um, little lights go on and it customizes to your breathing. So if I'm having a panic anxiety attack and my breath is really, really fat, it will customize it to there. And all I have to do, I don't have to think about the breathing. I don't have to remind myself. All I have to do is blow into it And watch the keep blowing till the three dots go and then inhale and then do it again um, for about two, three minutes. You can bring it in the bathroom. um, And if you don't want to do it in front of other people or just at home. But now I'm carrying it like wherever I go. I just love it. Doctors are recommending it. There's a whole bunch of facts. You can go look on the website. Um, It is spelled calm like calm i and then g o and you can go and look um it is safe it is rug free it has a little um little um little satchel you can put it in little um uh to keep it with you when you go and yeah i just have been using it a lot and a lot more than i thought so It is definitely a tool in my toolbox. I carry it in my purse now. Um, My daughter has used it and it just, the power of breathing, right? I've told you guys over and over that that's been the hardest thing for me, like the meditate, are you kidding me? I do it now, but it's guided and it pays someone and or I can do it sometimes because everyone tells me five minutes is enough because I used to think you had to do it for an hour with cross legs. Anyways, and it has a little, Pop. It is called a comigo. Call Check it out. If you are interested in it, I do, they gave me a code. It's just this is bipolar, all small letters, and you'll get $30 off. So code T-H-I-S-I-S-B-I-P-O-L-A-R. This is bipolar the name of the podcast. So check it out. Let me know what you think. I'll be um, using it on my Instagram and show people how it works as well. So I started using that regularly and then just tried to focus on my breathing, even if it was just a little bit here and there. I try to do it when I can't move anywhere, like in the car. Um, I try some breathing. uh, I'll pull over, use the or I'll um, try and do it myself. So that's another thing the dark therapy helps i also try to uh, i i just really try to keep doing the things like the walking or or um right now i'm going to physio because of my back like keep showing up for those things even though it's the last thing i want to do i you would think because you have all the energy that you want to work out i don't because i'm doing all the projects or the other exciting things but making myself so my long walks that i try and do when i'm depressed like maybe they're only 15 minutes, but it's doing it, making myself get out in the forest, making myself do the things that aren't the f- next funnest thing. Cause when I'm hypomatic, I just want to do the next funnest thing, or, um, I can't pull away from a project. I can't, I forget to eat all of those things. So I have eating alarms. I put on all the alarms and I actually have um, and I'm planning on making one for this community. But I actually have little plans. Because honestly, you have to remind yourself, I have that I, ro- I wrote up with the help of people that love me and what they notice. Um, and I did my hypomanic one when I wasn't hypomatic and my depressed one when I wasn't depressed. And then things to remember when I'm symptom free. And so it has a list of all the symptoms to watch for. And then it has a list of things that help and reminders. Cause in the moment, I think it doesn't help. That's annoying. And I won't listen to my husband. I'm like, don't tell me what to do. And so I will go through those and I'll stick it like right on my mirror or where I can see it. So it's big reminders. I go back and forth between listening to like having calm and spa music in the background, but I have to admit when I'm really, really anxious, I play, you all probably heard about this on the internet, uh, on Instagram, or if you've listened before, I put on really, really heavy music. And I'll only let myself do one or two songs because I don't want to get hyped up. But sometimes when I'm so anxious, I need the outside world to match my inside. So I need the chaos of drums and this and that. And it's usually in my car and not for long because I don't want to make it worse. But sometimes I just need that Um loudness and intensity outside of my body so those are some of the things that I do I also try to sit with my dog I also try to sit and through um a tv show or a movie because I have a really hard time doing that as well um and I am an avid bookworm, I've struggled to read, so I buy like magazines or I try to read smaller things just to keep up with it so that I actually sit, right? And I actually um, engage in things and put alarms so that I don't um, get absorbed and not feed anybody or myself and forget to do things. I cannot even tell you, I can keep like a month's worth of my schedule in my head when i'm not hypomanic i can't not remember and i double book and make appointments and i i get all turned around so i am checking my phone and the alarms all the time reviewing it in the day so that i don't miss things i also tell my besties and so that they'll check in on me and see how i'm doing i fill the freezer with like lasagnas or things like i don't make them i'll buy them just so that um, I have easy things to make because the time to take to make the things that I usually would take time to do aren't. I need easy, healthy snacks around and easy, healthy meals. And so, yeah. And I order my groceries online so that I don't go in there and get completely excited about all the beautiful things. I struggle. I have to admit I am spending a lot of money. One of the things I'm really anxious about traveling is um, bipolar and time and the time change there and what to do about that because I can't do the week ahead trying to switch my sleeping because one, I have to work, I have problem, I have grad, like I'm gonna be up late. I can't. So I'm trying to decide and talk to my doctor about like, do I medicate on the plane? Like when do I take my medication? I'll keep you posted on that because this will be my first time doing that. I, So far, we talked about the big long flight, trying to take the one medicine and sleeping. So we'll see. But to feel better with the anxiety, like I'm buying like all things that are reasonable, right? Like travel cubes, this and that. But I'm like spending so much money on like a little pill case, a little this, um, because it feels like I have some control, but it it needs to stop luckily i'm not plugging them shop small business but i have been doing some amazon which has really good returns so i feel like the shoppers person i'm getting embarrassed because i keep going back with returns i think i've gone back with like 12 packages and i was like returns returns anyways who cares what they think but also i do so yeah i think those are my coping mechanisms for right now so i just thought i'd come on here and tell you that give you a life update Send all your thoughts today is like mid June. So I don't know when I'll, I'm going to try and get this out as soon as possible. Um, oh yeah. And that's another thing I don't want. I don't, I do two podcasts a month right now, hoping to do more. Um, and I want to keep that up. So I'm also like trying to record and edit and have all the things. So yeah, I am taking hour by hour, day by day and just doing the next necessary thing and the next right thing and not necessarily the next thing that is going to feel the best. So I'm doing okay so far. Doing okay. I Have I hyperventilated a little bit in the car several times? Yep, absolutely. But um, today feels good. I woke up pretty miserable and grouchy and um, overwhelmed with everything I had to do this week. But I took a shower, which helps my senses and I decided to do a redo and so yeah but it is a Monday of a Monday folks oh my goodness I'll try and release this on a Monday so you everyone will get it it's like canceled podcast the thing's going wrong with a reno oh and we had to have my daughter had her hair makeup trial so we're getting it done and um I had to bring the hair and makeup lady in and she didn't care. And I wouldn't care, but my house is like chaos. I like made a little area on the dining room table because all my kitchen is set up on like a camping table in the living room. Anyways, I am so curious. Please join me on Instagram and tell me all the travel tips, okay? Tell me how you deal with hypomania. And if you're someone that is launching a young adult or grad, I am sending you extra love and give me all the tips about that. I'm open to all the tips. <laughs> I um, am so grateful to be in this space. I really want to show up more just and do a solo podcasting. But um, yeah, it's a little lonely and feels weird, but uh, I just picture listeners out there and I feel so grateful to have this space and this even helps me um yeah that's another thing I'll add in there at the end I like just get everything out whether it be Marco Polos to my friends on the Marco Polo app or texting or whatever I make sure that I almost speak out every feeling I always ask people if they have capacity to listen or I record when they don't but um I'm really grateful for this space it's I'll say it, Shut it from the rooftops. It's been the most healing thing for me. So thank you for joining me today. Um, I am sending extra love to you wherever you're at in your bipolar journey, um, whatever episode you're in. If you're someone that has other mental health disorders and mental illness, I am also sending all my love. And if you are someone that's here that doesn't and is just learning and love someone with bipolar disorder, I want to give you an extra high five, silent high five to you, because I it's my greatest hope that I comfort others, that I can share with others, that I can heal through this, but also that everyone learns because we actually need other people to learn to help smash the stigma and support us. This isn't... Um, there are so many of us, you'd be surprised of people in your life that live with a mood disorder or mental illness. And so if that is you and you are here, thank you. And we love you for being here. So I um, am going to sign off because, and I'm so grateful I sat down and did this because I could be doing a million things right now. Uh, But I am here with you and I am grateful for that. So I have a bunch of episodes coming up. Also, 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 I'm really excited because if you've been here since the beginning, co-host Julie, we're having a reunion and we're going to talk all things that she's been up to and how she's been coping and what she's been learning about herself and her bipolar disorder this last year. So I also have, I don't know what order, I call it on-brand bipolar. I don't know what order I'm going to put them in, I don't know what exact days they're going to go out. And that's what I love so much that this is sustainable to me. And I suggest if you're doing big projects, make it sustainable by making it work with your rhythms. And so I put out twice a month and I'm not sure when, and people keep showing up anyways. So thank you. I sometimes think I should be doing it a certain way, but we talked about those. So come back, listen to the episodes, join me on Instagram. Um, Thank you. This is me. This is Bipolar. Thanks again for tuning in. You can find video versions of This Is Bipolar on our YouTube channel. We also have all our previous and soon to be future episodes of the podcast on Apple, Podbean, Spotify, and Google Play. We spend most of our time on Instagram at this.is.bipolar. There is a vibrant community there where we have conversations and post different ideas and different strategies and we'd just love for you to join us there. It is so helpful if you enjoy our work or think it would be helpful to someone if you could like and share and save and follow us in all or any of those spaces. If you're a listener for the podcast if you could leave a review we would be ever grateful. Again, thank you for being here with us. Let's get the word out. Let's share lived experiences so that we can change the ideas that people have about bipolar and help those of us that live with it feel less alone. This is Bipolar.